was a little half-hearted. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. We are very delighted to be with you at the very hour that the Cleveland Indians begin to take on the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. Go Cubs! Hey, you be quiet. <laughs> so we're already anticipating who might be our guests in the group, but they begin right now, and we will be giving you some updates uh, throughout the night. My son, uh, Dominic, entrusted to give us important updates. You will not miss a thing, folks. We're glad that you are tuning in with us on this beautiful, majestic fall evening with leaves turning uh, majestic colors. We spoke last week of just the grandeur of our own souls, the glory of our dying in Christ, like these trees are dying, and the glory that they... Uh, if you will, emote as uh, we give the glory to God in our dying. And uh, we can't get to resurrection except by way of death. So World Series going on here, folks. And it's not the only World Series. If you're tuned in even slightly, I think all of us are experiencing uh, some trauma with our current socio-political environment. I mean, candidates aside, tell me we don't feel a sense of, I don't know, just sometimes clouds and shadows, um, you know, in our world, certainly in our country, in our own backyards, maybe uh, certainly in our own families. And if we're really honest, can we say in our own souls? But Jesus Christ conquered death. He conquered the grave. And he invites you and me right now just to renounce those influences in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is tonight, brothers and sisters, whatever spiritual, emotional, physical affliction is, uh, is haunting you, if you will. Renounce it in the name of Jesus. Just name it. In the name of Jesus, renounce it. Now, before moving to our, our uh, theme tonight, which is really to live it, we're going to go into our live it gathering guide. Um, I do feel the need with the election coming on to um, quote from Evangelium Vitae, a document of our church. The church teaches that abortion or euthanasia is a grave sin. The encyclical letter Evangelium Vitae with reference to judicial decisions or civil laws that authorize or promote abortion or euthanasia states that there is a, quote, grave and clear obligation to oppose them by conscientious objection. In the case of an intrinsically unjust law, such as a law permitting abortion or euthanasia, it is therefore never licit to obey it or to take part in a propaganda campaign in favor of such a law or vote for it. That's number 73. Christians have a, quote, grave obligation of conscience not to cooperate formally in practices which, even if permitted by civil legislation, are contrary to God's law. Indeed, from the moral standpoint, it is never licit to cooperate formally in evil, unquote. Folks, we uh, pray that we will all come before God and be mindful of the circumstances before us and uh, be mindful that we are culpable, which is to say we've been given power and therefore responsibility and accountability. So if we think of uh, respective candidates and their positions, we are responsible for the moral outcomes we know they are committed to taking higher than what we speculate they may or may not take. Much higher level for the explicit statements of positions and policies that candidates are committed to doing. We are responsible. It's as if we are the ones committing them. So it's an important guideline maybe as we look and pray about our circumstances and uh, let's just keep it real and acknowledge that uh, we are a world greatly in need of a savior and that savior is not Washington, D.C. Institutions cannot save only Jesus Christ, only God can. Institutions also cannot love. Only God can. 
only Jesus can, and only Jesus through us. We participate in love. So with all of that said, um, it's never been said anywhere that uh, society will pass by way of politics or civilization will pass by way of politics. But to set the stage tonight, it has been said that civilization will pass by way of the family. Civilization will pass by the way by way of the family. And the dramatic battle before us, we're powerless over the World Series, the number one we spoke about. And we have some power, certainly, we need to take seriously with the election. But the greatest power that you and I have is to receive the gift of God alive in our relationships. There is no greater power around us than what God wants to do within us, particularly in our marriages, particularly in our families. And if the stats are anything uh, close to true, um, we have a lot of reckoning, a lot of work to do, Catholic brothers and sisters. Are we receiving the grace, the gift of God alive in our marriages and in our families? Are we putting that flag in the sand? If people looked at our checkbooks, they looked at our time, our discretionary time, they say that we are undoubtedly about receiving the gift of God alive in our marriages, in our families. So tonight we're going to do that. We invite you to join us at MassImpact.us where you can download this Live It Gathering Guide. There's no great genius, genius to this, by the way, folks. It's simply responding to the gift God wants to give to gather his families or groups to talk and pray based upon the Sunday readings. We've really been doing this sort of thing as a family from the beginning. Um, I have to say, with certainly hiccups and spaces and things, but I'd say very consistently as a family, um, we are far from the mark, but we've been profoundly blessed in our marriage and our family, overflowing to other families as we have been simply receiving the gift of God alive in our relationships. So we're going to open in a prayer, and I'm going to let my wife um, kind of set the stage for us and she wants to share something with us so in just a moment <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen, Amen. Dear Amen. Jesus we come before you tonight mindful of an epic battle an epic battle that rages around us and we, we learn of it in Ephesians 6 that it's not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers in the heavenly realms and Lord, you awaken us that our, our ultimate purpose is not for this world. We are but pilgrims, God. And how we spend this time here on this earth with the gifts you give us will determine how we spend eternity. Make us mindful of your abiding, loving presence, not simply a long list of do's and don'ts, God, a checklist of things like robots, but that you want to be alive within us with your Holy Spirit. You want to flood us with your presence and your love. You want to vanquish those clouds, the darkness of those memories or thoughts or things that linger about us. We renounce them in the name of Jesus right now. And we invite you to uh, just flood us in this new moment of grace. And to bless all those who are listening right now, Lord God, to take the steps, to take the courageous steps sometimes in their homes, in their groups, to open the door to receive you through talking and praying. And we ask this, all of this in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. We do have guests. We'll introduce them in a second. But my lovely wife has... Well, no, it's all tying in. You you're, are uh, giving our listeners great encouragement to car carve out time to talk and pray. I can use a little help on the talking end tonight. But just how... Um, the most difficult part truly is just making that time and then making it happen and the rest kind of takes care of itself and we very gladly offer to any and all at massimpact.us this live it gathering guide but as you were talking i was reminded about a note that we were sent 
um, this past weekend, I believe, by somebody. And it's I'm going to read it to you. It said, had an amazing Live It women's group today. Mm. Wow. The format is so perfect. Enough structure to feel comfortable and guided, but enough flexibility to cater to the needs of individuals. So, so, so good. Love you guys and so blessed by Mass Impact. So thank you for that, but that's just an encouragement that it is. You know, there's a guide there for, for people who, you know, need that little bit of a structure and you're able to really cater it to your own individual needs, whether it be a couple, a family, a women's group, a men's group, whatever it is. But praise God um, for the grace that he pours through it. So, folks, blessed to be with you. Greg and Stephanie Schleter, Ignite Radio Live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. over the five stations of Annunciation Radio. Often we have guests, and we're uh, typically on the edgy side in the sense that, you know, um, we as Catholics are not called to just be emptied and filled. We're called to overflow with God's grace, and this is where often we fall short. And we pray for an abundance of grace that truly we do overflow, that we get out of our Catholic hot tubs where it's easy and simple. We're all called to give testimony. We're all called to give witness to Jesus, not just in special moments where it's comfortable, but all the time, certainly by our lives but by our words also. And uh, we invite you to join us right now to give you an experience tonight. And actually, I'm even going to give you permission. We'll keep it fun and real a little bit if you want to shake it up. Call at any time if you have questions for any of us um, or even just want to enter in with a comment. I'm going to give you that number now. We invite you to this conversation, this this sacred time of connecting as family. We include you in our family. And the number is 877 877- Two seven five eight zero nine eight eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. So um, massimpact.us. You download the Live It Gathering Guide. There's a group edition and a family edition, and there are three simple rules. One is love. What does that mean? It means respecting others. Don't interrupt. Listen with real interest and care. Encourage. Which of us parents wouldn't think it'd be a great victory if we could even just get our our families to get to that point, to listen to others with interest, to encourage? Number two, the environment. This is absolutely key. Maybe uh, learning or prayer is not going on or intimacy with God because we're not setting the environment. We're competing with gadgets and devices and other stuff. Environment is absolutely key. Don't allow conflicting media or phones to get in the way. And light a candle when you gather. Those of you who are listening that are familiar with Ignite know how we connect that to these awesome events at parishes that have Ignite, which uh, one is going on at St. Jerome right now. We pray for uh, abundant blessings on that wonderful community. Rule three, make it your own. This is just a guide. If you get, um, you know, uh, if you will, drawn into great conversation, you know, the goal is not to get through the components of this guide, um, like an athletic event, to get it done. The goal is to open up the door to Christ alive in our relationship. So do what works for you. Um, So typically, we as a family will begin with apologies just so we get that out of the way. And uh, why is that important? Because, you know, let's face it, um, there's debris and stuff relationally that, you know, we need to be emptied of so that Niagara Falls of Grace can uh, just flow through us. Of course, it's on the personal side, but um, we do that as a family, and we encourage your families to do this also. You simply say, who needs to apologize to others? Um, It's just a great way to clear that. Um, And then we begin with family fun questions. So this is going to be a way of introducing our guests here tonight. And uh, we will begin with my adoptive daughter to my right. Who are you? And give me a number from 1 to 50. Hi, I'm Abby. And... 27. 27. If I could be either a recording star or a movie star, I think mm. I know the answer to this, I'd be <laughs> because... A movie star. Is that what you were going to guess? I was going to guess that. Yep. Yep. Um, 
because uh, I'm really into theater and I really like acting. And then also, if you're a recording star, you have to... Um, you don't really get to change as much as with theater. What I like about theater is being able to get into the mind of somebody else and be another person for a little bit. And I think that's a really cool experience that only being in movies would allow you to have. And awesome. Abby, you are a gifted uh, student director at what school and what play is going on that people should Excuse go to me, this it's coming not weekend? not a play. I'm it is sorry. A musical. A musical. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I go to Notre Dame Academy. And we are putting on Cinderella right now. This is our last weekend. Uh, if you want tickets, go to showticks for you. That's a four and a single you.com and search Cinderella. It's really spectacular. And we change dresses into other dresses on stage and a pumpkin into a golden carriage. Very, very fun. And going cool. Going around the horn and to the magical. right. Beautiful young lady to your right. Pick a number between one and 50. And who are you? And who are you? I Thank you, Dominic. I am Grace, and I pick number 47. My idea, uh, oh, no. my idea of an ideal spouse is <laughs> my dad. My dad is my idea of an ideal spouse. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> because. That's so uncute. Why? Well, it doesn't say why. <laughs> yeah, but Dee's throwing the tough ball questions. I don't have to answer every question. That's so Ooh. true. We'll let you off. Okay, Get to your, your right, our monitor of World Series going on right now. The game has started. The game has started, <laughs> which would mean we're probably in the first inning, right? Correct. Okay, Correct. Dominic, uh, we already know who you are. What number, 1 to 50? 13. Do you know that number? Did you know it from us doing this so often? No, I just guessed. If I could spend a week with any historical character, it would be because... Speak right into the microphone. Me. Let us know who it is. It would be... Huh. Probably Vin Scully, because I'm in the baseball mood. Who is Vin Scully, for listeners who don't know that name? He is a broadcaster for the Dodgers, who retired this year. And he started out way back when, when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn, and he moved with them to Los Angeles. And he's just a cool dude. Very awesome. And now, Catholic. Now, before we go further, Dominic, just give us some speculation on this World Series. What do you see happening? What are the forces at play here? What do you mean? I'll just you know, give us a profile. I'm giving you your Bob Costas moment. Tell us what do you expect to happen. You think the Cubs are going to walk away with it? You think the Cleveland Cleveland is favored to win this game actually, but I think this game uh, Cubs will come out strong and win. Uh, I think John Lester is the better pitcher than Corey Kluber. Okay. And actually, the Cubs have a. Uh, Three candidates to be uh, Cy Young. Do you want Young. me to cut his mic? <laughs> Cy Young. Really? Three. But there's only one winner, so, yeah. There you have it. Okay, and the uh, mystery voice in the other room, who are you? And pick a number. I am your son. I don't know if you knew that. I am your father. I'm John Paul, and does it have to be a whole number? Oh, my. Number one to 50. Whole number one to 50. 49. One thing I want to give to the world to make it a better place oh. is... Incense Bros & Co. Please. Oh, no, please. It's incense um, cologne and body lotion. And it doesn't exist yet. It also contains um, miraculous metal zippers. This is really and, No, that's great. 
So these but authors like sacrilegious have, yeah, little no. or something. So no. we have these books speaking about uh, religious consumerism. Church. And our son <laughs> is now leading the way, the charge for religious consumerism. Evangelization for your face. <laughs> nice. No, that's your tagline. But what I, type I, I of kind of stole it. I like pontifical from Three Kings, but we'll have to <laughs> see if we can strike a deal with them because it's kind of expensive. I don't even know what that is. So we get the whole realm in our family, listeners, from the baseball Vin to Scully the incense. Just saying. To religious commodities. Okay, Greg, you can go next. Pick I don't a think number. I'm going to because I talk a lot. You pick you a number. My beautiful Mine. wife. Go ahead. Abby, pick 15. a number for me. Seventeen. She's going with the seven. One of my greatest like challenges is you may not say your spouse. You can say me. Does it say that on the thing? Okay, one of my greatest challenges is dealing with an apathetic world mm. with love. Same. Wow. Okay, so folks, <laughs> that part is the beginning of our Live It Gathering Guide. There are 50 very fun, easy questions. And in fact, just if you committed yourself this week over, say, supper, when you're gathered together as a family, I encourage you, just use that. You can download it, 50 questions, have everybody pick a number like we did. It's just a great opportunity to kind of, um, I don't know, loosen things up. Then we move to what are called daily questions. And there's five questions here, and I'm actually going to read through all five questions. And uh, we're only going to pick two of them tonight. Um, but Can I interrupt you? You may. Since this you is family did. night, I did. Can I interrupt you again after this interruption? Absolutely. So I think that on air right now, Gregory Schleter, you need to promise our listeners that by the end of the year, there will be Uh-oh. a uh, version 2.0 of the family fun questions. I will make no such promise, but for any (laughs) listener who wants to text us some fun questions that you have, if I get enough, how about that? I will add them to a list. Audience participation at its finest. If you folks have a fun question, send it to greg at massimpact.us, G-R-E-G at massimpact.us. Gladly introduce another family fun question guide. We will freshen it up a little bit. So. The um, the daily questions really allow for any range of depth, and that's what makes this guide very usable for men's groups, women's groups, youth groups. As we've said, John, Paul, and Joseph and Abby have been leading this for a year on almost a weekly basis. And uh, this question can engage at any level that somebody wants to, but it opens the door. So um, the daily questions are something you're grateful for. Number two, a recent victory, something you succeeded in. Number three, a challenge something you're struggling with. Number four, an affirmation or gratitude. And number five, something meaningful going on in your life. So um, we're going to go around and in the same order, share with us, Abby, a victory, current victory and a challenge. Okay, a current victory for me is I applied to college yesterday. Woohoo. Grove City. Yeah, which Grove college? City. Okay. Which is my top choice. So now I have the agonizing wait until december 15th to figure out if i got in or not i'm sure you have thank you <laughs> wouldn't accept you abby the odds of you being in our three to one thank you Dee. <laughs> dominic is our odds maker <laughs> steph you gotta i'm sorry for interrupting abby oh. but just a funny moment because dominic is our truly our odds maker but the funniest odds making for my young sports catholic bob costas in the making is Wrong. following adoration on fridays go ahead steph so we are very blessed to have the adoration hour at saint joan of arc from three to four and um it's because the church is being renovated if that's the proper word um they uh, end with 
benediction at four o'clock instead of once a month going through. So on those days, which are every Friday right now, Dominic leans over to me right before the benediction is to take place and gives me odds as to who he thinks is going to preside um, for benediction. I'm usually right. He is usually is right. He? So it's so either, two priests, a number of deacons. Yeah, and he usually does pretty well. So give me an example. What's the one he gave you this Friday? I was rolling this Friday. He was. What did you say? What were your odds? Um, I think it was Father Adam. Yeah, you picked Father Adam. Five but to it was, one. Yep. Okay. Then, Deacon Rick? But Deacon Rick, I think I put as a long shot, and he was... Yeah, well, usually you're pretty... That's nice. Well, good thing we're not a gambling family. (laughs) So, Abby, the important, significant things discussing here tonight on Catholic Family Radio. Sorry, thanks for your patience. We have a victory, an application, actually. actually, We're going to pray for your uh, admission to Grove City. And um, what's the challenge? Uh, A challenge recently. um, I've been battling some very petty teenage girl problems Mm -hmm. as of recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And last night I was at... uh, sort of impromptu Monday night get together with all the seniors in musical because we missed each other after one day so we all got together and had a movie night and for some reason me and my friend were just talking about um like being sad because we've never been in a relationship and for some reason we were like crying on the couch and so you mean like a romantic relationship yeah a romantic relationship and it was just a really in the moment, it wasn't dumb, but looking back on it, it was dumb. Uh, but that has been a challenge, just kind of battling wanting um, romantic love has been a challenge in my life. But isn't, mm-hmm. I want to make a note here, isn't that a beautiful thing mm-hmm. that God designed that us with yeah. that desire? And, um, and really, that the desire is a desire really to participate in Him, in the Holy Trinity. That uh, husband and wife and that affection that he gives us is a participation in God who is love. I mean, it's the whole theological thing, but... And that's not um, dumb. That's you're, absolutely. I, I think it's beautiful. It's a good, holy, healthy thing. Right. Thank you. Okay, Grace. Me. No, we're going around. Grace. Yes, victory mother. and challenge. Okay, my victory would be... Um, First, a little backstory. My sister is in Florida with some friends of ours, so she and I usually share a room. So now I get the room to myself, and she is the neat one, and I am <laughs> not the neat one. And my victory is that I've pretty much kept my room mostly clean these I past few that. days. Nice Wait, job. been in my room. Is that a mom-validated <laughs> answer? <laughs> a mom-validated. This is fact check. Fact check. <laughs> and my challenge would be... Um, having patience with certain members of my family. Who shall not be mentioned. <laughs> Who shall not be mentioned. My Those turn? are good ones. That's Very good ones. Really good. Mm-hmm. My turn. Dom- okay. Domenico. Vi- victory would be good soccer season and a challenge. Wait, look, I know you don't want to say it, but you can share because I'm asking you. How many, uh, how many points did you average a game? Three points. That's not true. It's not true? That's what he told me. I'm kidding. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Do you call them points or goals? Goals. 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 And then, the non-soccer mom. And then um, challenge would be... Um, um, a challenge would be struggling with siblings and not freaking out when they're mean. 
not freaking out when they're mean. Sounds like a um, political Normal. debate between yeah. presidential <laughs> candidates. You guys, man. Well, I won't make a comment yeah, there. Yes, I will. It. They're more mature. Anyways, it's, it's all good. not great example being set there. Uh, Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, actually, go, let's go to the young John Paul, who's uh, producing right now. He's stepped up to the uh, status of producer in the other room. Um, a victory for me. Is that your victory or challenge? Both. <laughs> um, my prayer life has been pretty legit recently. Um, so that's always a good thing. Um Besides for that, I've been trying to keep a positive outlook on school stuff, which can be hard, but, I mean, it only lasts however long, and, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then so you learn good. the rest of your life. Enjoy yeah. it. My high school experience is almost over. Mm. <laughs> Goes quickly. Okay, mm. mm. my victory and challenge. My I'll start with my challenge. Um, a challenge would be not letting one... Um, circumstance events or episode color everything else mm. but to take each thing as it is and uh and remain grounded and joy filled and not frustrated letting it seep into other areas um and a victory would be not hurting my children right now <laughs> knock it off leave the mouse alone um no a victory would be um just some really beautiful connections with our Lord of late. Mm. My victory, I'm going to, there are many, but I'm going to point to. So it's a victory for the Lord, I guess. There you go. Which actually I don't, I didn't, you know, earn this victory, but I feel I share in the victory of Holy Trinity Parish, the three-night parish ignition event, a wonderful pastor, wonderful three nights, empty fill, overflow. A number of them responded to wanting to be part of a community of missionary disciples which really is all of us, right? That's what it means to be church. But they're invited to be part of a season of growing as a community of missionary disciples that would become that kind of community that would overflow to their parish and the community around them. And uh, just the response, um, the demographics from younger to older, um, married couples, kids, just it's very uh, moving for me to see, uh, if you will, an awakening that uh, this faith that God gives us has power. And um, the power is when we respond to him that overflows us and reaches others. So I don't know. I, I'm very moved by them and eager to see that journey continue. Challenge, I'm going to say, is really the usual stuff. It's when I feel um, discord, inner discord or whatever, just not wasting another moment, just naming it. And uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, renouncing it. Um, and just doing that with greater um, immediacy, if you will. There's no reason God fashioned my soul and your souls out there uh, for his indwelling spirit. And so if we're experiencing discord, anxiety, you know, right away, just name it in the name of Jesus. And so I'd say that's a challenge for me. And um, anyway, so. Folks, this is, uh, you're tuning into Ignite Radio Live again. We're doing the Live It Gathering here with our family. We're missing Anne-Marie in Florida at Ave Maria. And uh, Joseph is, where at is Joseph? At my school. All right, all right. <laughs> Joseph is in uh, music, is new? something, True. practice. Musical. So um, we, Junior induction. Junior induction. All right, junior induction. That We're going playing th- music for, he's not a junior at Notre Dame. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> So, anyways, um, thank you. Yeah. So, um, by doing those questions, folks, what should you maybe in your imaginations? What what can you picture if you do this every day at your table when you gather as a family? Um, 
you learn from your mom or dad or your brother or your sister some real stuff that's going on in their life. You learn the victories. You learn the challenges. You maybe understand why your mom or dad are being grumpy or vice versa, why you're being grumpy. Um, and what does that do? Um, number one, it gives you mercy. It gives us understanding of what they're going through that otherwise we wouldn't know. We wouldn't be familiar with the stuff that they're struggling with. We just see kind of a grump passing back and forth, and we're given the benefit of understanding maybe what's causing it. The second thing is it gives us an occasion to pray for them. Like maybe we'll be moved to to have uh, in our empathy, hey, I need to pray for dad or mom or my wife or my husband or whatever it is. I need to get in the game and just lift them up because they're really struggling with this stuff. Number three, if we do this with regularity, you see that each of us takes steps because you know the next time we get together, we're going to do these five questions. We're going to talk about victories and challenges. Um, you take steps in growth. We begin to conquer the stuff. We begin to actually grow and become better. Yeah, I was listening to a, a program last night, and it was sort of comparing uh, the season of becoming a plumber. In this case, it was comparing it to like marriage. And it was saying to become a plumber takes four years. There's criteria. There's formation. There's, there's an excellence that's required. And uh, the speaker was talking about or comparing that to marriage. Well, I simply want to say to discipleship. Are we aware of the criteria for discipleship, for the abundant life God wants us to have? And are we taking steps to actually get better, to actually be more and more free from the stuff that afflicts us? So my point is just doing these daily questions every day or a few times a week around the table, you can imagine how truly it can become a saint-making machine, a saint-making uh, kind of context. So with that said, um, on the sheet, you'd, you know, it says apologies. We would go through with apologies, and we'd have an opening prayer. And uh, Abby, I'll have you kind of lean over, and you can lead us in this opening prayer, even though we began Before with Before we prayer. get there, I'd just like to say the Indians scored. So. Woohoo! <laughs> Dominic, you didn't check. Thanks, John Paul. Indians up 1-0. <laughs> And uh, what, two outs? What's, what's the Two stats? outs, bases loaded. Awesome. How do you know? Keep us updated on that. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, Abby's going to lead us in the um, prayer, so you don't need to be able to pray from the heart with this starting out. Um, you'll find eventually, though, you'll have a freedom in talking to Jesus, talking to our God with a, a relational familiarity. And, uh, and, and there's just kind of a delight when you hear your children lead. Why is your hand in the air, Dominic? Okay. Um, it's the bottom of the first, but two outs and bases loaded. Yeah, your brother Indi just said I that. I think I said that. He did. He did. <laughs> I missed it, too. I missed it. <clears throat> All right. Well, anyways. So you know that part we said about don't be competing with distracting things? We're actually things. breaking every rule right now and allowing the World Series, but trying to make it a little fun here. So um, praying from the heart is, I think, a very important thing to pray relationally to our God. Like, can we do it? Are we willing to do it? It's tough as Catholics, but I think the more we do this as families and we share um, our thoughts, our challenges, our feelings, um, we recognize God is in that and um, yes the beautiful ritual of our church um, the rote prayers if you will especially if we connect with the meaning at the heart of them um, I think paved the way for us to speak to God um, in a relational way the way he speaks to us and wants us to speak to him the way David spoke in the Psalms so um, with that said we're going to I'm going to ask Abby just to lead us in this opening prayer here in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen. Amen. Lord God we thank you for the wonderful gift of our family Help us to know that you are truly present with us here and now, listening to us, desiring us to more fully discover you in our love for one another. Teach us of kindness, patience, mercy, and forgiveness. Help us now to really open our hearts to experience you. We recommit ourselves to becoming who we were made to be, individually and as a family. 
Thank you for creating our family in your image and giving us the mission of making your love known to the world. Amen. 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 The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Indian scored again. Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay, what Enough. kind of show is this? Okay, so it's a weird show. Um, folks, again, I give you permission to call in 877-275-8098. Maybe you've been doing this. Uh, we'd love to hear your own testimony of what it's done in your life personally or your marriage or your family if you're listening to us right now. Again, uh, tune in to Ignite Radio Live, and we are doing the Live It Gathering Guide, this version for families. There's another one for groups. It's new every week. It corresponds to subsequent Sunday readings, so we're being fed by the liturgy, by God alive in the readings, in the in the season, in the cycle that the church gives us. And if I could MassImpact.us. just offer a little motherly note to, um, in particular, if you're doing this as a family with your children, and I guess it applies even if it was just you and your spouse, but to have the readings already on your hearts and in your minds and... Um, so that it's not the first time you're hearing them at Mass, but it really makes a difference. You know, it's, you, I think you naturally become more attentive or with your kids, the discussions that come from it, um, both prior to and then afterwards and the spin that Father may take versus the discussion that you mm-hmm. had as a family or, you know, just kind of it primes you, certainly, um, for that celebration of the Mass. So, first reading. Is Who's our first going? reader? Yes. Me. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Before the Lord, the whole universe is as a grain from a balance or a drop of morning dew. Come down upon the earth. But you have mercy on all, because you can do all things. And you overlook people's sins, that they may repent. For you love all things that are, and loathe nothing that you have made. For what you hated, you would not have fashioned. And how could a thing remain unless you willed it, or be preserved, had it not been called forth by you? But you spare all things, because they are yours. O Lord, and lover of souls, for your imperishable spirit is in all things. Therefore you rebuke offenders little by little, warn them and remind them of the sins they are committing, and that they may abandon their weakness Wick, wait. Wickedness. Wickedness, and believe in you, O Lord. Mm. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to to God. God. So we're going to read the readings minimally. That's the first. We'll do the second in the gospel corresponding to this Sunday. And um, then on the right are really, you know, four components, four sets of questions, if you will. The first is the same for every reading. What struck you in this reading, challenged you, inspired you, What questions did it raise? In the second question, we're seeking to tap just one, if you will, manageable challenge in that reading to us, a way that maybe we can work on and are called to grow, that we'll make a commitment to. Thirdly, um, the third question is that we would be God's instruments for others for that challenge, that how, how can we be an encouragement in that particular point? How can we get out of our hot tubs? How can we uh, you know, be God's voice in his heart in this world? And then finally, you go around. In this case, there's a go-around question where we affirm everybody in the group. And uh, in this case, it says going around, share with each person how he, she has helped you live more completely for God. Encourage them. I'll repeat that again. And I want you to imagine this. Imagine being gathered around a table or whatever with your uh, spouse, with your children, And going around, share with each person how he or she has helped you live more completely for God. Encourage them. So in our case, 
with a family of eight, I get seven different encouragements. How awesome is that? And I get to hear others' encouragement of others. Another way that this truly can be kind of a a saint-making machine. Which of us would not like to have that kind of encouragement that we perhaps never hear from our parents? So we're not going to do that um, or the other questions. But just to give you a sense of how this, um, putting that flag in the sand and opening that door truly is an occasion of encountering God's grace that makes us better people. As Matthew Kelly says, makes us the best versions of ourselves. Okay, so folks. Um, what struck you in this reading, challenged you, inspired you? What questions did it raise? Me first? Whoever wants to go. <laughs> Dive right in. Oh, okay. Um, the thing that really stands out to me is the overwhelming just mercy of God mm-hmm. that is prevalent in this reading. Like it says, but you have mercy on all because you can do all things and you overlook people's sins that they may repent. And I feel like sometimes, for me, I just forget that. And I forget the amazingness that is confession. And just being able to go to God and say, yes, I did this. And he said, yes, you did. But I still love you the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just so beautiful and amazing and something that I just forget about sometimes. Awesome. Really awesome point of accentuation. Uh, Of course, in a group, it's good to just allow silence and not feel the need to fill in space, um, you know, to allow that and just, you know, let people, if you will, ruminate on on, um, on the reading and uh, chew on it. That's a good thing. Um, of course, on the radio, we're filling in space, but uh, go ahead, Steph. Mercy stood out for me, too. It's, you know, it's the year of mercy. God is mercy. <laughs> but just how beautiful, like the, the lines that you repeated, Abby. The other thing that stood out to me also um, is because they are yours. Mm. Like I love and meditate upon so often and need to remind myself so often that we need to know to whom we belong. Mm. And in that, so many things fall into place. It's like if we can really truly know and accept that I am a daughter of the king, I'm a child of God, you know, just and what that means, that that is my true identity, that I know to whom I belong, and that's really all that matters. And that was just, that, that line just jumped out at me. I'm really resonating with what you ladies have said. That last sentence um, maybe fills it out for me also. It says, therefore, you rebuke offenders little by little. So just that part, we become more and more aware of the ways in which we offend God and offend others. And then it goes on to say, warn them and remind them of the sins they are committing that they may abandon their wickedness and believe in you, O Lord. Now, what I like about that, and I think about this often in the reading this past Sunday, is I asked, in what ways um, am I more like the Pharisee who prays to himself and uh, looks down upon, if you will, the sins of others? Um, and maybe people hearing that reading, maybe we hopefully find ourselves in the readings, but you know, versus sort of the humble one who uh, comes before God and how much God loves a repentant heart. God loves, throughout Scripture, He loves those that know their sin. He loves those that come before Him in need. So in this is an opportunity to move the heart of God by being aware of our sins. You know, there's a world that doesn't necessarily make it easy for us to be honest about our sin. In fact, um, we tend to 
not only um, disregard the sins that we commit, we tend to institutionalize the sin and fund it, and and uh, it's just a sad state the world is in. And in doing so, we're depriving ourselves of moving the heart of God by being aware of those inclinations, being aware of those actual things that we say and do that are not of God, that would be occasions to move his heart, to flood us with a new sense of life and joy. So uh, I just encourage anybody out there um, uh, of the blessing, the blessing of identifying our sins. And Abby, as you said, of going to confession, of being aware that, uh, you know, without being sinners, we really don't need a Savior. How good it is in that regard to recognize our sin, that it moves us to the heart of our Savior. Let's go to the second reading. And that would be, I think, you, Grace. Okay, sorry. Scrolling down. A reading from the book of Second Thessalonians. From Paul to the Second yeah. Thessalonians. Or that. Second, second letter to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and powerfully bring to fulfillment every good purpose and every effort of faith that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him in accord with the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you, brothers and sisters, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our assembling with him, not to be shaken out of your mind suddenly or to be alarmed, either by a spirit or by an oral statement, or by a letter allegedly from us to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. I like how you accentuated grace. (laughs) I am grace. So what struck you in this reading, challenged you, inspired you? What questions did it raise? Um, What struck me in this reading is just... um, the, the words like we always pray for you um, and in a family that does some ministry as we all should and helping to lead some retreats or parish missions or whatever it may be um, this is a really great reminder for us to always pray for those that we have ministered to are ministering to and will minister to um, and to always keep their name in our hearts um, and struggles and all of that sort of stuff. So it's a challenge and also an encouragement. I agree. And John Paul, along with that, um, it informs maybe the way we um, we live. Uh, say, I'm just going to give you my example. Like when I can't sleep, um, maybe it's a case that there are other things I need to deal with. I don't know. That's possible. But often I find that I'm awakened and God is putting on my heart um, a need to pray or to share in his heart for other people. And often I can very specifically picture people from a retreat or a parish mission or whatever we have. And I'm not so as maybe seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, maybe frustrated that I'm not sleeping and, you know, looking for something else to occupy that space, but saying, okay, you know, um, this is the time of silence in the middle of the night, God, that you're giving me to really lift up those people. So just my Mm -hmm. two cents. Anyone else? Silence. (laughs) There there was one other thing that kind of struck me in this. It's just how uh, for like the second stanza of the uh, reading 
says we ask you brothers and sisters and then it goes on um not to be shaken and how the word of christ never imposes but always proposes they're not saying like we demand you brothers and sisters mm-hmm. um it's we ask you and how that's also super helpful for evangelization not to impose um but to propose mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I too love the um, always praying. I still pray for my former students. I was a teacher many, many moons ago in a classroom, and you still are a teacher. I am, but um, just specific my all my kids in general that I taught, but some specifics that it, the Lord places on my heart at just different times, which is a real beautiful privilege and honor to still you know have that connection with them, and how cool that is that that's what the Lord desires of all of us for people that he brings into our life in whatever fashion. And I just, I love too the whole, it's all about Jesus. It's not about us, you know, whether it's in a friendship in ministry in family in work in school, whatever it is, um, it's that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified. Like if that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And to keep that at the forefront, John the Baptist, of course, you know, the, that, he, I may de- might decrease, he might increase. Just that whole notion of humility and, uh, and just it is all about glorifying God. That's what I got. Any thoughts, Abby, Dominic, Grace? Or we can move along to the next. Okay, we will now move to the gospel. Jape, I don't know if you have it Did in you front want of any you? of those questions? I have it in front of me. Okay, if why you don't you proclaim our gospel? It would be great. All right. One of our favorites. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, you, Lord. Lord. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I, have ex- if, if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. <coughs> awesome. Awesome. I have a lot to say, so I'll hold mm-hmm. back and let anyone else go first. For me, uh, the part that stood out to me was when Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. Mm-hmm. That, for me, um, I kind of saw what Jesus said as like a command. And the fact that uh, Zacchaeus just, you know, instantly came to him and, you know, received him. Uh, it just makes me think about musical because my brain revolves around musical <laughs> from August <laughs> to sing. October. Um, and just thinking about, like, my position as student director, 
and how oftentimes um, I'm just kind of told what to do as opposed to, you know, asked just because it gets lost in the in the chaos, um, which, you know, is fine, but at times it's hard. And, you know, Jesus just, um, you know, commands Zacchaeus, like, come down and I'm staying at your house. And Zacchaeus is like, okay, and just, you know, <laughs> invites him into his house. And just kind of like looking back on my experience with musical, it's hard to, you know, think did I do this all the time and I don't think that I did because there were a lot of times where I just sort of you know got mad and like didn't put up with it or do what I was supposed to and it's just kind of like an eye-opener for me because we have four days left and <laughs> I'm gonna days. cry no um and it's just a reminder that like you have to receive everything with joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joseph has been telling me a lot re- recently, you know, count it all joy. And I'm like, shut up, Joseph, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but it's it's really true, you know, just receiving and counting everything joy. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, am I allowed to share? Go ahead, Dee. <clears throat> the part that struck me is when they're talking about Zacchaeus, and it says, was seeking to see who Jesus was and how we should all seek to see or we should all seek to yeah. see who Jesus is. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. <coughs> Your turn. My turn? Mom's turn. My turn. turn. Okay, so I'm going to watch the clock and just give you some highlights. Because, no, this, I love this, gos- this gospel passage. And I was on retreat um, a number of years ago where the retreat master, who is the retreat master of masters, Father Nick Rao from Erie PA. On our Facebook page, oh, she'll see him with our family. Um, or the back of my wife's phone gives, with the kids. Gave us a beautiful, beautiful reflection. So these are just some highlights. I still have my notes, so I'm just going to kind of go through it. Give us the highlights. The highlights from this story of Zacchaeus. So we know Zacchaeus was a tax collector and a wealthy man, right? So those were his choice of things. And he was you know, known to be unscrupulous and immoral and whatever. But there were two things um, that are highlighted also in the gospel that he had no control over. I could do audience participation here. What did he have control over? His height, right? He was a short little dude. Um, And that there's a crowd there, right? And putting it in modern day terms too, the crowd for him was getting in the way of seeing Christ. So for us today, very often that's culture. So here's Zacchaeus, a sinner with limitations in a context that's not helping culture, but he still wanted to see Jesus, right? As Dominic pointed out, he still sought him out. So he runs ahead. He deliberately makes a choice um, to do something different, right? So he runs ahead and he climbs the sycamore tree, which... um, scholars and those who have been to the Holy Land will tell us that they planted sycamore trees all along the path because they had huge branches that gave rest to the weary traveler and provided shade Mm. for them. And um, just a little note how we are blessed with a church that provides us with shade and rest along the way. Highlight of confession, Abby. (laughs) Um, And mass and the sacraments and the prayers of the church. Um, So Zacchaeus climbs up the sycamore tree and the purpose that he had intended was what? What did he want to do, Dominic? See Jesus. See oh, Jesus, God. right? So he climbed the tree, and he was able to see Jesus. Is that where the story ends? No. No. Yes. no. Or it, is it? Or is it? It could be the end, but 
What happens, Abby? Zacchaeus takes Jesus to his house. So Jesus mm-hmm. called him first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, um, "Are you? Is, is this okay?" Well, go <laughs> I'm with like it. going this is off awesome. here. Like the recap. Is... The recap. We're being That's fed. Right. I love it. So Jesus comes right up to him, and what's beautiful is, as Jesus does throughout Scripture, he calls him by name, and that changed his life. He said, Zacchaeus, I want to be with you today. I must be with you. And so that's when Zacchaeus' heart exploded, I'm sure, and he was moved in so many different ways. So it wasn't just to see, but to be with him. Jesus wanted to be with him. And just that reminder that our desire to be with God is nothing compared to God's desire to be with us so but there's no pause in this story what happens right away the people start grumbling right so they are criticizing and complaining and um it just all that stuff happens right and so both from the inside and the outside very often that's the story of our christian walk but zacchaeus stands his ground he's not embarrassed he's not okay i'm not worthy he's not they're going to trample on me this little dude whatever he takes jesus to his house he stands his ground and not only does he do that but he knows that if he's truly going to accept jesus in that he needs to reorder his life so what does he do he pays it says he pays back everything he owed or will whatever the thing was fourfold and it goes on from there and um so Christ says, here it is. He had the desire. He found a way. He found a way to experience the call, and he's willing to change everything. And just what a beautiful example for us in many different situations, perhaps for some of us, an, an encounter with Christ that will change our life or has cha- changed our life. And also a reminder, and I'm just going to wrap it up here because I'm going on, but just we really do need to seek out those sycamore trees in our life that because especially in our culture and especially you know dealing with things and waiting for things whether it be god's plan unfolding for us you know through college or vocation spouse relationship whatever it is the the winner of the world series that um we need um people and places along the way that will will help in that. I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Good <laughs> I got all excited great about train. The I was riding the train with we you. Riding the train. I think it's awesome. So I, allow allow Jesus to to call your name. Allow yourself to hear it, to encounter him, to reorder what needs to be reordered, to accept him with joy, as Abby pointed out, and just to go with it. Amen. Amen. Um, we are reaching the end of our hour here together, and we hope that you've been uh, getting a taste, maybe a little bit, you know, uh, scattered a bit, but and that's fine because we, we made it live and unplugged with our family doing this Live It gathering, a small taste of what it's like. You two can do this. Find time this week or the next week and just make it happen. Set aside that hour uh, of time to talk and pray as a family. Download that gathering guide. I know you're united with many other people. And uh, we're going to conclude now with prayer uh, in this final hour at the end of this hour here. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for being with us. We thank you for your anointing in our lives. 
We thank you for the opportunities you give us in relationship to encounter you, to know you, to love you. And uh, we do lift up, Lord, these intentions of these people who have specifically asked for prayers. My good friend from Africa, Malika George, asks us to pray for his diabetic mom. And I'm also going to lift up uh, the mission that he has in Africa, taking care of some of the poorest of the poor. Lord, just that you anoint him and all those who work with him, that you provide for their needs. And uh, in a special way, wrap your arms around his mom and all those um, who are diabetic or ill in that way. We join Pat's prayer lifting up uh, Augie and his family and for a special intention. Lord, we do pray for all those suffering from cancer, all those who take care of them. We just ask you to lay your healing hand upon their bodies, their hearts, their souls, their minds. We join Natalie, who asks us to pray for quick sale of their house, for God's provision, for deeper conversion and acceptance of his mercy and their family members, for the Middle East and for peace in our country. We join Aaron's prayer for Jason to be freed from alcoholism, Lord. And we lift up all those who have addictions, that you may truly release them from bondage. We join Robert in his prayer for continued healing for Yvonne Solden and any of our listeners who have a particular prayer for somebody's healing. For Linda and her intention for prayers for our country and God's protection over our families. And thanksgiving for God's prayer, for his answered prayers. We lift our hearts and minds up to you, Lord, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.